This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. This just in, ladies and gentlemen. No one is coming. It's up to us. That's right. Your big Patriots Cowboys preview. We don't have any fancy guests. We don't any, need any stars above the marquee. Oh, no, no, no. The only star we need is on the side of the helmet of the team the Patriots are lining up to beat this week as they try to even their record at two and two on the 2023 season following their big win last week. Big win. Well, they snuck out of the Meadowlands with a five pointer that they barely earned. Anyway. That's what's going on. That's our new slogan. It just happens to coincide with the Patriots, too, as we bring you the latest and always greatest edition of Six Rings and Football Things, brought to you by our friends at WEI Odyssey and 2400 Sports. You got your old pals, Nick Fitzy Stevens and Andy Jumbo Hart. And Andy, let's just get right to it. Today's preview will be our look at Pats at Boys Sunday 425 from Jerry World. And, of course, the preview portion will be wrapped up with our FanDuel Sportsbook Bet of the Week. Thank you to our presenting sponsor, the FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel, make every moment more. Sign up today if you get a chance using FanDuel.com slash six rings. Andy and I will each offer our pick on the game as well as a bonus bet that you can find on America's number one rated sports app. Then in the back half, Andy had a chance to sit down or stand up or, I don't know, maybe they leaned against a wall. Who knows? But he had a chance to chat. With Kevin Stone from New England Football Journal this week, they talked all things Patriots and the state of Pat's nation. And hopefully tomorrow we'll be back with our Behind Enemy Lines portion, talking to a podcaster or broadcaster from the wide world of Dallas and Dallas Cowboys football to get you guys even more prepared and ready. Andy, Patriots new slogan, no one is coming, it's up to us, as seen on the back of the throwback style sweatshirt all Patriots members, the players were given Wednesday in locker room availability. Mike Reese was the first one to tweet it out. Apparently, these throwback sweatshirts were gifted to every player by none other than Joe Judge. I have seen a split reaction on the X, uh, the social medias, where some people have said, I like it. It's a rallying cry. It's galvanizing. That's the team motto. Okay. And I've also seen, I hate that it's from Joe Judge. Uh, also, 
I hate the fact that basically this is management's way of saying like, shut up and suck it up. We're not going to be trading for any wide receiver ones or other players. You guys are the ones that need to prevent the other team from scoring and do more scoring yourself. All right. Weigh in your thoughts. Terrible. All right. Horrific slogan. I don't, I don't understand what the positive message is supposed to be. It's, I mean, if you want to go old school, us against the world, they hate us because they ain't us kind of thing. Okay. Those are good slogans. This is almost like an admission. We're not that good, but we sure as hell got to figure out a way to try to win football games. The only thing that I find interesting in this is we can now um, have a three part debate as to what Joe Judge is worse at head coaching, offensive mm-hmm. coaching, or mm-hmm. slogan management, because all three he fails. Just motivational, sp- or, you know, motivational speaker, uh, if you will. I mean, like, terrible, terrible. Uh, but I guarantee you, if they sell these at the pro shop, it'll sell. Well, that's because you people are stupid. I say, okay. Because Pat Patriot three, three minutes and 10 seconds into the podcast, Andy once again made sure to let Pat's fans know that they're stupid. Well, they do stupid things. Sorry. They're not stupid. They do stupid nope. things. No, nope. um, it's on you the would record. have to ask. I would sure. buy the sweatshirt if I could ask for a blank back. I don't want the stupid slogan on the back. Like, you can get a Pat the Patriot throwback sweatshirt at the pro shop. Right. I'm no, not going to be have. sharing my, I will not be sharing my 30% discount code with you. Well, I have those and I have the discount. I just don't need more with a dumb slogan on the back that almost look half-assed. Like it almost doesn't even make sense to me. I, I, I could not dislike it anymore. I don't, I don't really. So what do you think the, per- what do you think the purpose of it was? I mean, to, to me, world. I think it's yes. an us against the world. It's a variation. News, yes. But it's, it just go us against the world. Like, uh, I don't know. I just think it's bad. I don't think it's a good message. I don't like the whole thing. I don't know. But they already did New England versus everyone like yeah. that. Like they need. So they needed a fresh spin. Oh, wait, on that. wasn't New England. Was that a real one or a fake one? Was that? No, that was a one? that was a real one. So what happened was originally it was Detroit versus the world. Yeah. And so then that's my point. That was it was nice basically program. it was like yeah, it was co-opted or licensed by and then uh, other people used it in the area. And I know yeah, I don't care about that. And that's kind of the Pats and but the Patriots marketing. used it. That's yeah. different. That's marketing. You know, New England owns the East. The East runs through New England. Like, there's been these Nike ones over those the are, years. Those are called vintage. This is not. This is not Nike. This is the team. Homemade. The screen, like he bought a bunch of throwback sweatshirts and screen printed. Yeah, it. This is bad. This is bad. I, I mean, I'll be honest with you. If I were Bill Belichick, I would not have allowed him to be distributed. I'd be collecting them now. I don't like it. I would pull. Oh, he's all. You know, he's on board with it because he didn't send any other reinforcements. That's the whole thing. I bet. Signed, sealed, and delivered. Team Belichick was like, "That's great. Yeah, that's totally the message." I think he sent reinforcements. They're just not good. Juju was supposed to be a reinforcement. He's the worst receiver. It, on the team. it was interesting that of all people it, to be wearing, no one is coming. It's up to us. Would be the guy who came here and has not been able to bring a lot of up to. Right. Like, yeah. and, and to me, that is the problem. The guys that you brought in to be the impact guys, the additions, whatever. Some of them are just not doing their job i would say gasicki and juju are sort of top of the list by the way way kevin Kevin stone and i will be talking about gasicki and our bet in the interview you hear in a little bit on this all right well my three beers are officially on ice that is a big market tease oh is that for the the uh the 12 touchdowns for gasicki I don't think he's going to get there. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think so. Either. Someone needs uh, to get him a shirt that shows him where the damn end zone is. Okay, so for example, uh, 
you know, a little, a, a tiny stir, if you will, a little, a little hub of the bub was made this week uh, on the Patriots uh, related socials about like, you know, Hey, maybe if Denver continues to watch their season go down the drain, perhaps Sean Payton, uh, if he's not too busy blaming other people for his team's woes would pick up the phone. If Bill Belichick called about a Jerry Judy type and could the price even be going down from the exorbitant price they asked, during the offseason. Side note, I think all Patriots fans should be Bears fans this week because an 0-4 Broncos team could definitely lead to some roster dissolution and maybe just being able to pick up someone like that. is So does a slogan like this basically say to everyone, it ain't happening, guys, so don't even hold out hope? No, I, I think you could still have a trade. You could still have addition. Whatever. Um, it just hit me. I'm not as worldly as you pretend to be. Um, but is this... Oh, so that not only did you have to defend your microscopic existence, but you also then had to take a shot at mine. That's so kind of, I mean, really, you're, um, just, you're in a role so far today. Is this chance, is there any chance this is a real quote from like a military battle from a, whether the Revolutionary War, I don't know, modern war, a book. I am Googling I, it right now. Fortunately, no one is coming. It's up to us. Doesn't it feel uh, like it would be? Like we're stuck on an island. We're being ambushed. We're, the only way out is us or... Doesn't that feel yeah, like no, this is this is a as a matter of fact, there's a website called 30 seconds Um, Yeah, this is kind of a big thing. I figured the more we talked about it, I was like that this has to come from military. This has to come from some. Yeah, like it's a it's a there's a morale patch. Uh, no one is coming. It's a this is a military. I figured. Yep. I don't yeah, love what it still, but what done is no uh, often no one is coming means the coast is clear. Frequently, it portends a sense of false security. Okay, all right, no, that's not that's that. no one is coming, not no one is coming. It's up to us. Yeah, uh, yeah. How about that? But the difference is, and the reason mm -hmm. I accept it Seems for the military is that's the reality. If you if you sign up for the military, there's a chance you're put in a situation where you can't get help. There is no like. This is just a football team. They can get help. They can sign players. They can trade players. They can change things. So um, I don't love it for the football perspective, but I figured it had to have had a militaristic. And 30, we would think so with Joe Judge and especially Bill Belichick, naval background, blah, blah, blah. Uh, 30 seconds out, 30 seconds out. It's short for 30 seconds out, originating from the military. It's usually the last time signal you get before getting to the objective. It's when the endorphins kick in and you need to execute and perform at the highest level. Okay. So, yeah. Someone is drawing from a militaristic inspirato with this as well. Uh, Those usually don't go well in football these days. You know, the bullets start flying. There's no bullets flying. It's just football. Nope, no, nope, we don't like we that as problem. well. Although I will say sometimes these uh, Patriots games do feel like the Battle of Gallipoli, where an undermanned team tries to charge into battle and uh, it doesn't end well for them. Wow, no faith. It's a it's a that's a pretty it's a pretty good poll, but again, also you know me me pretending to be so worldly. Obviously, I, I could only have looked sure. that up. I would never know as much. All right, let's get to the game. So Andy's not a fan. I like yeah. it, of course, but that's because I always fall prey for the marketing and whatever they spoon feed me. Me being a member of the Foxboro faithful, the you people of the world, if you will. Hopefully, this sort of rallying cry, this galvanize, this is a little galvanizing moment for the team. They decide to fortify their ranks. So, you know, close the circles, you know, the Buffalo Bills, supposedly no one circles the wagons like them. Well, maybe this works for the Patriots and maybe it doesn't. But I will agree that if it came from anyone else, people would probably be a little more excited about it. But the fact that it was handed out by Joe Judge. Yeah, it's not going to be a very popular move.
Well, and I did. So I first I saw the slogan, and then very quickly thereafter I saw Judge. When I saw the slogan, I was like, I don't, I don't really like it. And then I saw Joe Judge, and I was like, No, I definitely don't like it. I, I officially don't. I officially don't like it. Uh, all right, let's get into our game preview itself. Pats Cowboys Sunday, four twenty-five p.m. on a Sunday that has a lot of marquee style games. We'll get an idea of what's going on in the AFC East. The Patriots could be playing for a first place three-way tie, depending on how, no, they would actually be in second place. I apologize. They'd be playing for second place in the AFC East. Uh, actually, it would be third place because there'd be a tie at top. Okay, so the Patriots need to win on Sunday. The uh, Buffalo Bills and Miami Dolphins play at one o'clock in Orchard Park. Uh, the Dolphins are a two and a half point dog in that one. Should be a hell of a game. Hopefully that serves as a nice appetizer to Patriots at Cowboys. Right now, Andy, the Cowboys, uh, usually home field, as we like to note, it serves up a three-point favorite. So the Cowboys are actually a six-and-a-half-point favorite in this game right now. How do you think the Patriots attack the Cowboys? What will be their game plan? And what about the Patriots scares you in terms of the way the Cowboys play football? Of note, the Cowboys went on the road last week after two dominating efforts. Uh, against the Giants and the Jets. They couldn't beat up on a New York football team. They went to the desert. Their fans brought the fight to the stands. They did not, losing 28-16 to to the Cardinals, who were begging to be beat because they want to tank for a top draft pick. So give me your thoughts, Hart. So I think the Patriots need to run the ball. Um, I've written about this. I've said this. TV, radio, anywhere that listens, I think you need to get Ramondre Stevenson going. This is a good opportunity to do that. Dallas Cowboys rush defense is not good. I think it's 26th or 7th in the league. Uh, they gave up 220-plus on the ground to the Cardinals. Cardinals were hitting big plays. They ran the ball the, all day the way they wanted to. Uh, I think three different guys, led by James Conner, were over 50-something yards each. Each guy had like a 40-yard run. Like They were moving the ball on the ground. Patriots with Zeke coming back Ooh, and trying to my play. Gosh, yep. look at that. They gave up over 200 yards to the Cardinals, led by James Conner, 98 yards on 14 carries. Joshua Dobbs, the quarterback, had six yep. for 55. Uh, side note that video of Josh Dobbs this week trying to go to the Arizona Cardinals team store and get his own jersey and unable to find it. Hilarious. Uh, Rondale Moore, uh, the wide receiver, three for 54 and yep. a tutty as well. Wow. Now, Tony so, Pollard himself did find success. He had 23 carries in bell cow style for 122 yards. But yeah, you can run on the Cowboys for sure. Absolutely can run on the Cowboys. And you're going to need to run on the Dallas Cowboys because you have Micah Parsons to deal with. You have that pass defense. I think you want to try to alleviate the pressure on Mac Jones as best you can. And I'm a believer mm -hmm. of those pass rushers. I'm old school cliche. Run at them. Make Micah mm -hmm. Parsons' life hard by saying Trent Brown's going to run down your throat and we're going to try to run you over. Um, but more importantly, I think you need a spark. And you know I've believed all year it's Bourne, it's it's uh, Stevenson. Like, those are your potential star playmakers. Mm -hmm. Get Bourne going. Get Stevenson going. He can't average 2.9 yards per carry in this game, and no. you expect to win. Um, I think you're looking for the breakout day. He mentioned it. He talked about it. He knows he's not running well. He talked about wanting to get back to breaking tackles and making people miss. Um, and the offensive line, David Andrews talked about, you know, they're finally getting practice time together, getting the guys out there together. And he's mm -hmm. like, that's huge. Well, we knew that. We told you that in the summer when it wasn't happening, that it was huge. Um, but it is good now. So I think they're going to look to run the football, set up the play action passing game and all the things that can come off of it. Stevenson, big day, baby. 
Yeah, now I think also, don't forget, could be a little bit. You got some revenge game factors. Steph Gilmore now anchoring the Cowboys secondary after Trayvon Diggs injured his knee in practice and is out for the season. So we're going to have a reunion with the old Gilly Lock again as well. The Patriots were rumored to have wanted Gilmore to return this past offseason. That would have been a nice depth addition. Sadly, he chose elsewhere. Uh, Patriots should be getting a little healthier in the secondary. Uh, not so much on the defensive line. Daniel Equale down for the season with the torn biceps. Manny Jones, he of the Cardinals and Steelers practice squads in his brief pro career, signed to the Patriots practice squad to provide a little defensive line depth. Hopefully, Jonathan Jones returns to action this week. Devon Godshow injured in last Sunday's game, but a participant in practice. So hopefully he's good to go and they'll need him against that big, bad Cowboys line and Tony Pollard, who the Cowboys favored as they eschewed and parted ways with Zeke this week, uh, this offseason. I like Ze I like the Zeke-Mandre tandem. As a matter of fact, Andy, if the Patriots are going to stay in, if not win this game, they're going to have to be a one-two punch. And yes, they need to come out early and set a tone and a precedent and a style. And hopefully they'll actually have the same offensive line that they trotted out last week, being Brown, Strange, Andrews, Onwenu, and Lowe. Maybe that is the line they go with going forward. That would be, it would actually be nice to see some offensive line continuity. That is key to success, communication, and productivity as well. I think the Pats are going to be able to run the ball. What will Mac Jones find, though, if they do try to set up the play action game? You want to see a spark. You want to see Kendrick Bourne get more involved. Anything involving, I almost want to see them not throw to Devontae Parker and Juju Smith Schuster at this point now because it's diminishing returns. Could Pop Douglas find some holes and seams in the Cowboys secondary, or will Mac Jones just flat out not have enough time because of that pass rush with the Lawrences and especially the Parsons? Well, he's been good under pressure this year, and he's gotten rid of the ball quickly. So he will have opportunities to get rid of the football. Um, Parsons is, you know, as they say it, Mac said it's the best player we've faced all year. Guys are talking about he's a top five player, not a top five defensive player. Like the whole LT thing. LT comps, the whole thing. I mean, yeah. He's real, but oh, does um, Belichick love him? Oh my God! Oh. And he should. Everybody loves him. I mean, mm -hmm. he makes me laugh when he's on some of his uh, podcasts and things he says. I still enjoy the threat to Tyreek Hill. If you come near me, I'll put you in the blue tent. That's old school trash talk right there at its best. Um, but you mean aspiring porn star Tyreek Hill? Yeah, I'm not really interested in that. That's although <laughs> I've always wondered uh, a man who's best known for his quickness. Should he be looking to go in the porn industry? All right. We'll just go right ahead once again. Thank you to our sponsor, FanDuel. Uh, FanDuel, make every moment more. And Tyreek Hill wants to make every moment score. All right. Uh, so, where were we? Yes, exactly. Uh, you asked me about porn. Yeah, I, I, I didn't. I just made mention of the fact that a, a very successful, elusive, fleet-footed uh, wide receiver mentioned that he would like to go into the adult film industry when he moves on from football and even Mike Evans was like, yeah, no, that's, it's going to be a no for me, dog. Hey, you got to do you. That's a free, you know, everybody's got to do. Well, themselves. actually oh, sometimes in cer on certain channels, people do. And it's really kind of upsetting. That's true. Uh, okay. Yes. Let's get back to football. That is, yeah. Let's get back to football. So, uh, will so, Mac Jones have enough time against Devante, those? Last time we saw Devonte Parker versus Stefan Gilmore, it worked out well for Devonte Parker. Uh, that was four years ago. Yeah. So, I don't know how I feel about that now. I mean, does Devonte can Parker make it through the whole game? Can Parker get open? Will he be I able to use to. his size and height advantage? I mean, I, I would think that you'd want to, the tight ends and pop Douglas and expose the 
gaps in the secondary if you're able to establish the run game. But it all hinges on that, obviously. Or as you like to say, it's hingent upon that. It is hingent upon that. It's also hingent upon do the Cowboys figure out how to play without Trayvon Diggs. They did not last week. They did not look good. And I heard some talk out of Dallas that that really hurt them. They they struggled to sort of find their way after losing their number one cornerback. Mm-hmm. Um, not something the Patriots are worrying about right now because they are finding their number one cornerback in Christian Gonzalez. That's a side aspect here where it's not fair to him. I think this is totally unfair, but I completely presume he is going to be fine against CeeDee Lamb, who is a very, very good receiver. I don't know if he's a top elite receiver, but he's very, very good. And it's reached the point just three games in where I go, eh, he'll be fine. Gonzo will take him in the Three games into his rookie season, we now have the kind of Revis Island-esque confidence in young Christian Gonzalez that like, ah, put him in zone, put him man-on-man on their best guy. He'll be fine. Look, it's a great challenge. CeeDee Lamb's an excellent A1 receiver. Uh, I don't think he's going to go off. So will the Cowboys now look at somebody like Christian Gonzalez and say, you know what we're going to do? Let's throw away from six. Let's go elsewhere. Let's no. use some of our other guys like, oh, I don't know, Brandon Cooks, uh, Michael Gallup as well. And, of course, the tight end that we forgot to mention the other day, or we forgot the name of, rather, Jake Ferguson. Who is apparently dating one of the, um, who are those two girls that went from Fresno State to Miami? Is it the Havender twins? Cavender twins? Sure. The, they're they're like the NIL stars of college sports for women. Uh, okay. Well, yes. Gotcha. I mean, everyone's all about the trail. Everyone's all about the trailer these days. Well, I mean, they, they they're smoke shows. That's why they're making money. It's it it is what it is. Uh, okay. Um, but one of their tight ends is dating one of them, and it's a, a minor league. Now everybody's like, Oh, how come the tight ends are getting all these hot chicks these days and these big time Ailey Cavender fuels yeah. Jake Ferguson dating rumors? Ooh, look at this. By wearing Cowboys gear in Arizona ahead of game against Cardinals. Yep. I, she is an attractive person. Oh, yes, she is. That's I'll just her, leave it at that. Her that's image not, is that, the key I, part of her name, image, and, and uh, likeness. Yes. Um, nice, nice name. Uh, yes. I'll give, I will give it a likeness. And, yes, she has a very Absolutely. pleasant but image. Do the, you know, do the Cowboys adjust a week later post- digs down like okay we kind of settled our feet in we figure mm-hmm. out who we are defensively but I think the biggest thing for the Cowboys perspective quite simply is do they bounce back and is this a tough spot right. did they get a wake-up call and I I believe they got a wake-up call I keep using the phrase I used it with our boy Mike Cadlick if you want to head on over to the Six Rings Cadlick's Clashes podcast but professional pride you're supposed to be a Super Bowl contender. You're the damn mm-hmm. Dallas Cowboys. Like you have aspirations. You just kind of got embarrassed. And I don't need the word kind of. You got embarrassed by the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. When um, you go on the road as a 10 and a half point favorite and lose by 12, that's a show up. You got, yeah. you done got showed up. And I, I think maybe they're the type of team with the type of coach had they won last week and had rolled through three straight games. Then maybe you can sneak up on them and all of a sudden you're up 10 nothing in the first quarter at Dallas. But I think they have something to prove. I think they otherwise. Well, it's Mike McCarthy. Yeah, I mean, they two and two would be a disaster. And you beat two bad teams in the Jets and Giants, and then you lost to a bad bad team 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 and a and a a decent mediocre team. Who the bleep are you? So, Uh, and the and the Eagles will likely run their record to four and zero. Like the NFC East could be over as of this Sunday, depending on what happens between Pats and Boys as well. Dak Prescott. He has played, he's been very up and down against the Patriots. Wasn't great in the rain back in 2019. Very good in 2021, despite Bentley punching a ball out of his hands at the goal line. 
That was more on Bentley than it was Dakota Prescott. What kind of, I mean, it's to me, Pollard will get his. Cooks is a good receiver. Ferguson will probably find a seam or two. Uh, you know, CeeDee Lamb versus Gonzo, that's going to be fun to watch. This game is all about the Dallas Cowboys offensive line and their ability to control the trench and the line of scrimmage. And if Dak Prescott doesn't try to do too much or play off script, if he does and he's running around and freelancing with the ball, Patriots might be able to find one and stay in this game, if not pull off the upset. If Dallas dictates script, tone, and tempo, we may be in for a long one, Andy. And that's why the defensive front for the Patriots has to control the game because the Cowboys are going to be without some number of starters on the offensive line. Three last week, three are still banged up. Do they get mm -hmm. one back? Do they get two back? You know, it's it's not their dominant version of the offensive well, Bar line. Barmore's dinged up. Lawrence Guy is grading out very low in terms of defensive tackles this plays, year, not which is excuses. unfortunate. I'm just you're letting the you know what's going front. We said you're I'm supposed just to be the strength. You know. Be the strength. Show's dinged up. I mean, my gosh. Gonna, so now we're already pre, we're making no, now we're having a gimp. No, we're having a gimp fight. We have a dinged up Dallas line against a dinged up Pats line. Oh. Hey, you know what? The hell with it. Why don't you just get out and sling it? Dak and Mac, 45 plus attempts a piece. Let's put on a show for the kids. Who's Mac putting on a show with? <laughs> <laughs> like, I mean, that's fine. Just, I it sounded Barnum-esque. I, I was trying to get everyone excited for the game Sunday. Yeah, but I feel like wah, wah, wah. he yeah, lets go of the ball. It looks good. If you edit that as an NFL films, it's like these yep. tight shots, Mac throwing oh, the yeah. ball. And then you follow the ball and you're like, oh, wait, who am I following the ball to? And it just keeps going until it bounces on the turf. Will, will the Patriots have been able to pump Zeke and Will Greer for enough information to get the competitive edge in this game this week? As Brian Schottenheimer has insinuated and Bill O'Brien laughed at. We're, we're not doing that. We're what about the old dirty McCorkle? Will Mac Jones go for somebody else's berries and twigs on the game? I need to field, stop baby. talking porn. The dirty McCorkle. <laughs> I, I that definitely is going to be a drink at Davio's or something like you know. But no. Mac Jones, he doesn't like seafood. I bet he'd like. I bet you. Does fan, can FanDuel give me odds on this? Has Mac Jones ever had a martini? That's got to be like. Oh, minus fifteen hundred. Zero chance. No, he's had a martini. Absolutely. Zero chance. Pampered rich kid like him, he's absolutely had a martini. Bet you he had a martini I, on his twenty-first birthday with his dad. And it, I don't know. I just he doesn't strike me as the kind of guy. Like, yes, I know he he's a pampered rich kid, but I don't think like he's like ew. Like he's he's not, he doesn't like seafood. What do seafoods and martinis have? They're often so, like a nice martini served well with like a little tuna crudo or maybe like a nice like a. Uh, Rare a seared halibut, lobster, Andy, a seafood tower. You ever had a seafood tower, Andrew? You think I can afford a seafood tower? I didn't ask if you could afford it. Maybe you, you know, went to maybe someone treated you one time. Um, and then they regret they regretted the decision because you ate nothing off the tower because you don't like seafood. Oh, no, I like seafood. I eat. I, I like everything except oysters. I don't I'm not an oyster guy. But yeah, everything I like else. Oysters. I, I, I like it. Anyway, I'm I'm saying FanDuel, I need to know. Has Mac Jones... All right, that's it. I'm asking I'm asking Jones and Mego to ask him on Monday. It'll be the most awkward answer ever. He won't I need answer to know. it. He'll I want to know. But he won't answer. He never answers those fun questions because he's scared. You know what? Oh, God. Can people just have fun with a freaking interview? What's going to happen? Is Bill people Belichick going to... Belichick can make jokes about trailer... And Travis Kelsey making the biggest catch of his career, but Mac Jones can't answer a damn question about whether he's had a martini or not. That's 100% accurate. Th yes. Folks, this also tells you a lot about the state of your football team that a debate between me and Andy over seafood towers and martinis is more fun than talking Patriots Cowboys.
Oh, for the love of the star. When your number one receiver is averaging 6.6 yards per catch, I think it tells you how fun It tells you a lot about what's going on. Your star running back is averaging 2.9 yards a carry, and your star receiver is averaging 6.6 yards per catch. Wait, son of a bitch. If you add up your two best players, they don't get a first down. 2.9 and 6.6 does not equal 10. Patriots math is bad. What What is going on? What is going on? All right. Well, I'll tell you what's going on. It is time now once again. Before we get before we give you our prediction for the game, it is time now once again for our FanDuel Sportsbook Bet of the Week, six ring style. Thank you to our sponsor. Once again, FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash six rings and get in on those bonus bets, the no sweat bets, the same game parlays. Put some money down, get some bonus bets back. There's so many offers, you don't even know which one to choose from. Um, now, Andy, I'm going to go ahead and give you the game. It is 45 and a half for your over under Patriots at Dallas 425 Sunday. Pats are currently a six and a half point dog. Let's each make a pick on the game and give you our FanDuel Sportsbook bonus bet of the week. What do you got? So I do think this is a bad spot. I think the Cardinals ruined the Patriots chances to win this game, to sneak up on the Cowboys, to take advantage of a soft Cowboys team with a soft coach. Uh, I wouldn't trust the Cowboys if I were a Dallas fan. But I also think they're talented. I also think they are uh, an above-average team. They are at home. I also got a little vibe that the Patriots are, I don't want to say in awe of the Cowboys, but there was some tone and some conversation yesterday about, like, we're going to Dallas in that beautiful stadium to take on the Cowboys. And this is an interest. like, it's almost like. Something wrong with your giant brand-new TV and lighthouse, everybody? You're the effing Patriots. Like you're supposed, you're never supposed. Well, to be you off. are, but you're yeah. supposed to bring the show to the place. You're not supposed to be going to the place that is the show. And so there's a weird vibe there. Hmm. Um, I I just don't know that the Patriots are ready to win this game. Mac Jones is ready to win this game. The Cowboys can run it. The Cowboys can throw it. They have a good defense. I think it's a little overrated, and I think it's adjusting to life post digs. Um, but it's what we just talked about. Until I see Kendrick Bourne and Ramondre Stevenson and Juju Smith-Schuster making enough plays for the Patriots to win against a good opponent, scoring some points. I I, I keep telling you this. I'm not a real faith-based person. I need to see it. I need to believe in something I've seen rather than just have the faith that eventually it'll happen. Um, I'm going to lay those six and a half points. I'm going to say the Cowboys get this done. I think the Cowboys are going to control the game from basically start to finish. Um, So I'm going to say Cowboys... Patriots defense, I still like, and the offensive line for the Cowboys is banged up. So I'm going to say Cowboys 27, Patriots 13. Okay, so that would be an under and a Cowboys cover. Once again, Mac Jones, in Andy's estimation, not able to defeat a team that scores 24 or more points. Well, this will come as a real surprise, but I'm taking the Patriots. And no, that's not a Dallas victory. I think the Patriots take them on the money line if you want to in this particular case. I have the Patriots sneaking up and keeping pace with the Cowboys all game long, thanks to a spry effort from their uh, excellent secondary as well. They'll give up some yards to Tony Pollard, but they'll clamp it down against Dakota Prescott. And in the end this week, I'm calling for a Chad Ryland bomb for the Patriots to win the game as well. That's right. You want to be a star, no better place than in Jerry World when you're on the star. Give me Patriots 23, Dallas Cowboys 20, That's a Patriots cover and the under as well, which I same game parlayed. And my bonus bet of the week, Andy, because you're going to need the Patriots to run the ball soon, often, frequently, and then some as well. 
Dallas parted ways with Zeke. They like Tony Pollard. He looks good. He's their new primary back. Zeke looked pretty good last week, 16 for 80 against the Jets. I'm going to do a same game parlay, plus 466, laying anytime touchdown Tony Pollard and anytime touchdown Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, old teammates both find the end zone. Mm-hmm. Will the uh, the uh, Salvation Army thing be there? Cauldron be there for him to Zeke to jump in like the no, old days? No, but Zeke's going to say, feeding? keep feeding me, and there's going to be food flying out of the stands. Oh, it's going to be a scene. I, I love can't it. Wait. You know, Zeke scoring Sunday would actually be great theater. And we need all that to discuss on the Six Rings postgame show. It would also be good for the Patriots to just, you know, find ways to score points. <laughs> score. I don't really care who it is, but I am also looking for a uh, anytime touchdown. Um, I've realized I just kind of like Hunter Henry as a player, as a mm-hmm. spokesman, as a dude. Um, a dude. And I'll be fully, fully acknowledging this. When he arrived, I thought he was going to be kind of a douche. Um, just like his tone. Aww. I thought he had like... He was coming from from San Diego in the the Chargers, and I thought he had like a surfer, like I don't know. He had a weird vibe. I thought just seems like a gosh darn like good a total dude. him. Like you thought he was a him bro. Yeah, kinda. And I don't think he is. I think he's just a good guy, and he's a mm-hmm. good tight end, not a great one. I don't think good. he can be the spark that lifts the tight end. I mean, lifts the offense, but mm-hmm. he can make his plays if you give him chances. Um, I think he's going to have chances to get in the end zone. Patriots have been good in the red zone. So give Mm -hmm. me a Hunter Henry touchdown anytime for plus 260. There you go. How about that? All right. So plus 260 for an anytime Hunter Henry touchdown. I got plus 466 anytime touchdown. Same game parlay. Zeke and Tony Pollard as well. And he has 27-13 Cowboys. And I have Pats pulling off the upset 23-20. Make sure you give us a follow at Jumbo Heart, at Fitzy GFY, at Six Rings Pod. That's our preview and our FanDuel Sportsbook bet of the week. And now, ladies and gentle friends, to continue to inform your perspective on all things Patriots, we take you to Andy's chat with Kevin Stone at KStone6 from New England Football Journal at the stadium this week. We'll be back at you at the tail end of the week with a little Behind Enemy Lines bonus segment as we talk to some Cowboys broadcasters and podcasters telling you what they're saying about the Patriots and how they're preparing for Sunday's big showdown at Jerry World. For Jumbo, for Terp, for Fitzy, I am Fitzy, and everyone associated with Six Rings and Football Things. That's how we do it. Enjoy Andy's chat with Kevin Stone, and we'll talk to you later, folks.